from one dipstick in Georgia to another dipstick in Texas. Welcome to Two Dipsticks Garage with the Chance Brothers. We got some stuff to catch up on here because yes. somebody went out of town, more than out of town, out of state, more than out of state, out of country, across the pond. Catch us That's up right. on the travels of younger brother Chance. Even before we get into that, I, I, I have to tell you this hilarious story that like, I was in tears. When we launched the podcast, my wife had the chance to listen to some of the episodes and she started with our first episode uh series of course she might have gotten tipped off seeing as how a it was her birthday and b the first three episodes are the series about bruce (laughs) (laughs) she was looking for an opportunity to listen of course you sent it to her and so she was listening after her shift and so it was 11 p.m and she had gotten off of her shift late And so she was a little bit flustered with that. And then she was in her car on the ride home. And all of a sudden there's like a 35 minute standstill uh, on the interstate where cars are just completely stopped. And so now she's frustrated because she's going to get home super late. And the story just starts evolving. And I'm going into like the nth degree of detail about the frustration of the car and showing up with the vault. Here you go. (laughs) And like just the stupidity. That I, my husband Math was uh, was working out to do. She she was listening to this and she told me she said I had to stop listening. She said, she said I turned it off. She said, I couldn't listen to this anymore. She didn't even make it through the first episode, and she could no longer stand to listen to that horrible story. And there's three parts to it. i have to i I might have to message her again because i have to tell her the story gets better which she knows because it's her car that went away poor thing stuck in traffic frustrated as i'll get out listening to her husband logically try to figure out how to trade her car in (laughs) she's just like she's going back through and she's reliving all of the emotions the stripping away of her dearly beloved bruce and not even getting a chance to say goodbye and getting replaced with a paperweight i understand where she's coming from it was a very strong way for us to start i guess from from her perspective so i well there needs to be a caveat of how to dipsticks garage actually got started and i was laying in bed one night and i get a text from steven that says I started a podcast and here's 44 minutes of him telling the story. Mm. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm laughing so hard at the genetic idiocy that we share <laughs> because I've done it so many times. And, and so I was like, okay, look, we're brothers. This is a common bond between us. Let's actually do this and we'll have reactors. Meaning that Stephen can tell us his husband math, and I can react to it, and vice versa. And uh, I may have had some husband math in the past week or so that we'll get into. Oh boy, Um, I can't wait for that. No, this (laughs) this is this is really. Oh, you know, I I, I better uh, fresh. 
Top mm-hmm. off. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so you're out of town for your wife's birthday. She can't stand the podcast because uh-huh. you took her car away from her. She's in an Ionic five now, which seems to be a pleasant car. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, still, so still doing well, oh, well over 50 miles to the gallon. And, um, we took it to, with this car, I'm, I'm going to try to just stomach it and take it to the dealer for maintenance because Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a hybrid. I really don't know fully what I need to be doing on a hybrid system to make sure that everything's okay. But I also want to keep a bit of a paper trail for the dealer. So if anything were to go wrong, they, they can't say, well, you never took it to us. So we never even had a chance to make sure everything was working properly. So I'm stomaching that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the the previous hybrid that you bought prior to this one mm-hmm. was used, did not come with a warranty, and there was no purchase of a warranty because who does yes. that? Right. Now you have an Ionic 5, which if I also recall correctly, should be under factory warranty. Right. You are correct. Mileage is low. Year is fairly recent. So as long as you're showing up with those maintenance intervals, things should be good for quite a while. Exactly. And so that I'm trying to continue the case. And honestly, it wasn't too bad. I mean, you took it to the dealer for the oil change and they did the multi-point inspection, of course, but it was uh, $65 out the door, which I mean, it's not not horrible. Considering that most of the cars today need to have a synthetic or a synthetic blend, and to go to any quick lube shop, you're going to be right up in that forty-five to sixty-five dollar mark. So to go to a dealer and yep. have it done, sixty-five is not horrible, not that bad. So we'll we'll continue doing that for the time being. But anyway, so we that was the first update for that was its oil change, and so everything went well from that perspective, and then. Leading up to that, I was, this was uh, two Fridays ago, I was driving to go to my chiropractor appointment, it was a Friday, and I had been tracking the Maverick, because you can, you could track your order progress, and I, I had seen that it had shipped, and I think at this point it had been nearly a month, and so I knew it was somewhere between the Hermosillo, Mexico plant, and Atlanta, Georgia, somewhere between there. And you never really know because it's going by rail. So you don't necessarily know what route it will take. Go to the chiropractor appointment and I'm headed back. And I just so happened to go past the dealer. It's just on my way back. And I'm driving and I look across uh, at the dealer and I, I see this. There's a truck with three vehicles on a trailer behind it. Mm-hmm. And one is one of the three is a carbon gray Ford Maverick with the exact spec that I ordered. And I go, <laughs> oh, well, that's interesting. That looks you know, uncannily similar to what I ordered. I, I have to be the only one that's waiting for this. And then I'm, you know, then you're doing your little giddy girly screaming like, is that my Maverick? Like, oh, is that my truck? Like screaming the whole way home and. I want to give the dealer an opportunity to like take it in and get it ready. And so I don't call the dealer, even though everything in me is telling me, call the dealer or show up like you could point to it. And I, there it is. I, I waited, thought maybe it could be someone else's. And then the next day, Saturday in the morning, I get a phone call. And sure enough, it's the dealer. And they say, your truck is here. 
can you be here today? I said, yes, I'm on my way. (laughs) It's like, babe, we got to go. So like we get everything uh, ready to go. I mean, it's, it's at the drop of a hat basically, but the dealer wanted a little bit of time to make sure, you know, they got it ready. But then also I was considering because I'm driving the 2008 Tundra, which was my, you know, has been my daily. I was going to take it in and see what they would quote me for a trade in on it, thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, let's just see what they would offer. Um, So I get a little bit of time to get that cleaned up, get all my stuff together. I mean, like we have really good records of this truck, even from the original owner. Like I said, the original owner owned it since uh, 2020 and it was a 2008. He took meticulous care of it. Anything that went wrong, took it to the dealer immediately and always had everything done with the dealer. So we had great records. We had three sets of keys. We had the DVD headrests, you know, with the original uh, stock ones with it. We had the original carpeted floor mats, the original cleat tie downs that you could put in the bed rail system unopened, the DVD headset that came with the truck, like everything that you could want was with it. So I put a packaged it all together, brought it to the dealer and I show up to the dealer and I'm like, I'm here to pick up my Maverick and I'm going to get a quote to trade in uh, this truck here. And then, so they, they take the keys and they look at it and then we're doing the paperwork for the Maverick. And then they do their, you know, <clears throat> they bring out the paper <laughs> and they bring out the paper. Well, here's what we uh, have looked at for your uh, your trade in. Here's what we can offer for you. They read it out loud. They was like, we could best we could do is about nine thousand. Mm. I said, uh-uh. I was like, <laughs> what? Excuse me? They said, yeah, well, we looked at, you know, what what the auctions and what they're selling for wholesale. Probably the best. Yeah, we may be able to move up a little bit, you know, like ninety five hundred. What do you think? <laughs> I was like, you've got to be like, I, I was trying to compose myself a little bit, but I legitimately started laughing because if you were to look, we talked about this black book weekly values, uh, this portal that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And if you looked there, the retail value for those in, in like the best condition, we're going for about 18. I think it was like 18,500. The dealer trade in for those were somewhere uh, around 14 or 15,000. That sounds these, a lot more reasonable and even tempting if it means that you don't have to go through the hassle of Facebook Marketplace and getting the exactly. lowball offers. And let's say you put put a, a vehicle up there like uh, the, the, the Subaru last year when yeah. I put it up for $12,000. People are hitting me with $6,000 and asking me if I want to part it out. And I'm like, what in the world makes you think I want to part this thing out? Well, I just got yeah. to ask. I'm like, You're an idiot. Is that worth 3000 of my time? Hell yeah, it is. So it's right. okay. But they give yeah. you, they're like, yeah, 9,000. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just what the market's going for. You got to understand kid. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, credit to them. They did print out li- the list of transactions that, 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 that they had for the area. And so they were doing similar mileage for the trucks at 180,000 miles. So they pulled ones that were selling with 170,000 miles, same trim. I don't know the condition of them. They gave them a little bit of a ranking, but still, I mean, it was like, I don't know, $9,800, I think at best for that one with 170,000 miles. And I, I said, okay, thanks for showing me that, but mm-hmm. we're not, we're not even speaking the same language. I mean, you're offering almost half of what I'd be looking to get for it. 
And um, so we just we pushed that to the side and then proceeded forward with the Maverick paperwork. I was like, please give me my keys and <laughs> let's just move forward with, with the Maverick, please. And we were doing the paperwork for the Maverick. And um, and I want to make this transparent, transparent for people as well when I was buying it. So the the purchase price, I think the MSRP, as I had specced it out, was around uh, twenty three thousand. So it's a this is a twenty twenty three Maverick hybrid it's the xl so a very very few options ticked mm-hmm. uh, but i did do the ford copilot 360 which i think is a 650 dollars add-on so it does the blind spot monitoring and the lane keeping assist um just to make sure that we had you know if my wife was driving it and is used to that in her car yeah if you're in atlanta traffic that's probably a pretty smart idea what happens is you know you start getting used to them if you have cars that have them and then you get in a car that doesn't have it, you're almost caught off guard. You're like, oh, well, there was no blind spot monitor to tell me. And so my wife's car has it and now I expect it. And so when I'm driving this, <laughs> I'm expecting it. And thank God I have it because I even today, you know, almost was in a pickle. So thank thank goodness for him. <laughs> I'm the same way with those blinkers where if you tap it once, it gives you three blinks. And yes. then, then you get into a car that doesn't have it. And you're like, oh, Neanderthal. Yeah, what is this? I have to hold it down for my three blinks and I have to count them. Yeah, what a cumbersome <laughs> thing way. to do. <laughs> okay, so so yeah, it was about twenty three is the MSRP, and then they did you know the tax title, delivery, all the fees, registration fee. We were sitting at uh, out the door. I think it was an additional three thousand dollars or so. I could be a little low on the on the MSRP. It might have been closer to twenty four. So anyway, out the door, you're looking at around twenty six. Um, and one of the things that we were just talking about earlier in this conversation is that I, it's a question sometimes with cars. Do you buy the manufacturer's extended warranty or mm-hmm. do you not? Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of depends on what you're getting into. A perfect example. If you're buying a brand new Toyota Tacoma, they don't really break. There are mm-hmm. things that just, they work. Everything works on them. You really don't have to worry about them. They're they're tried and true, especially if you've gotten a model year that's been out for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, on the flip side, if you're buying something, let, let's say a BMW, you generally know <laughs> that after about three years or the manufacturer's warranty, things tend to break outside of that warranty period and they get very expensive very quickly. I don't quite know the line I was walking with this Maverick. It's only been out two years. It's a hybrid. It's cheap. And when it's cheap, sometimes you just don't know what you may or may not run into. So I ended up opting for the extended warranty just to cover my own butt. Because the the standard warranty on this truck, I think is five years, 60,000 miles. It's not bad. Uh, However... What if you're past the 60,000 miles and something goes wrong? And sure enough, I was watching a video of this guy who's had a 22 Maverick hybrid and he's had it past the 60,000 mile window. So his warranty's expired and he's already got a few problems popping up. Um, and so just there were a bit of red flags for me. And so I ended up opting for it. However, to be completely fair, the price wasn't that bad. Um, so I ended up getting the bumper to bumper coverage, which is the, mm-hmm. the top tier coverage that you could get. Bumped up the deductible as high as it would go to $250. Pretty low, I feel, in the grand scheme of things. And I bought the seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty for bumper-to-bumper. I figure I have kept a car seven years never. 
Uh, so I think <laughs> I think seven years is pretty fair. It's transferable to to another owner. So if I if I were to give it to them, uh, they can have it. And it worked out to be two thousand. It was twenty one hundred dollars additionally. Mm-hmm. So here we go. So let's do some math here. Let's break it down. So if we're doing seven years, twenty one hundred dollars for all seven years, and you're looking at around, let's do my math here, but around three hundred dollars a year, mm-hmm. right? Over twelve months. Um, then we're looking closer to 30, 25, $30 a month mm-hmm. for complete peace of mind. So if anything really were to go wrong with this truck, they were saying you take it to the dealer. They will even offer to tow it to the nearest Ford dealer complimentary. Uh, they will offer you anytime your truck is in service, they will offer you a loaner for free. If anything goes wrong and they've got to keep it for a while, they'll give you a rental car so that way you're not put out. And I think there were a few other perks, but I mean, like the 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 services that they were offering, honestly, for for this price, I thought, okay, we don't know really what we're signing up for. Don't know what the reliability is going to be on this truck. Let's just do it. And uh, so we we signed up for the additional twenty one hundred. So altogether, out the door, we're sitting around twenty eight thousand dollars for this truck. First impressions I have of driving this, we we the rating is uh, combined thirty seven miles per gallon, city highway. I can successfully say over the two hundred miles I've been driving it, I'm getting forty miles to the gallon. All right, yes. how how much heavy foot have you put into it? Are you being gentle? <laughs> so I'm being gentle at the moment. I have I had one moment of ah, let's just try it out, see how it goes. It's not bad, you know. You're not you're not winning any uh, drag races, but you're you're also, especially compared to the Ionic hybrid that my wife has, it's it's much peppier and does a better job at getting out of its own way. And like I said, I think the zero to sixty was around seven and a half seconds for this truck. Which honestly, if you're getting forty miles to the gallon in a sub eight second zero to sixty, not too bad. It's not horrible. It would back in the day having a an Eagle Talon TSI, the all-wheel drive version, or a Mitsubishi Eclipse GSX with the turbo running 6.7 seconds to 60. Very quick car for, for back in the day. Yeah. Quickest under $20,000. And now you're in a truck that gets much better gas mileage. And to have that kind of performance is actually pretty darn decent. It's really not too bad. I And again, you know, we've had this conversation before about CVTs. This one has a CVT. So again, I'm pretty happy I got the bumper-to-bumper warranty because you don't know what to expect. <laughs> what I do appreciate, though, is there's no, there is no down, downshift and search for power. It just, you put your foot down and it's exactly input-output. There's no floor it and kind of wait for things to get going and spool up. It's like you floor it. It's like, all right, it's, it's instant. You just kind of feel, you feel that you're accelerating without having to wait for things to build up. It is satisfying, I think, from that perspective. Can we put a few things on it from the accessories perspective? I had a roll-in lock tonneau cover, the the metal tonneau cover. So that way, if we do go camping or go any places, you can throw stuff in the truck bed and lock it up and not really have to worry about people trying to get into it. Mm-hmm. I did get the locking tailgate, and this was a fun discovery yesterday that the tailgate does not lock with the doors. So you, you lock the doors, Really, <laughs> you lock the doors and I was like, okay, cool. The doors are locked. Let me go to the tailgate and I pull the tailgate and it opens up and I was like, what? <laughs> this is, 
I thought it was all supposed to lock together. What the heck happened? And so like I, I put it back and tried it again. And sure enough, that sucker opened. And so you have to put the the key in the, the lock for the tailgate and twist it. Okay. Because I guess it's a manual locking tailgate. So it was a $39 option. And I guess you realize why it was only $39. <laughs> um, and then got like the visor deflectors because i like to crack my windows a little bit sometimes when it's raining so i you mm-hmm. know put those on there at a k&n air filter that i had gotten and installed that bad boy you know because i'm all about power and speed and performance <laughs> you're about power and your hybrid <laughs> <laughs> it's been really great so far it makes crazy spaceship ufo sounds when you're slowing down and accelerating Okay, I have to apologize to you because when this conversation started that you had ordered a Maverick, I had giggled a little bit at the idea of the Maverick because in my head, sharing the platform with the Bronco Sport and the, I think it still shares a platform with the Land Rover teeny tiny thing, even though I don't think the the companies are still... um, operationally connected right i really thought that this was going to be basically just a wind-up toy like you go out every morning you stand in the back you grab the crank you crank it Uh up and then you just go to work almost george (laughs) jetson style yeah and sunday morning i'm doing a curbside pickup at heb anybody Mm -hmm. outside of texas that doesn't understand heb it's only the best grocery store in the world ever bar none full stop and as I get the groceries loaded up, I've got the the six-year-old with me, and she's all into earrings right now. Earrings are everything. Daddy, 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 earrings, earrings, earrings. I'm a princess. So I go to the front, and I park to take her inside to get her earrings. And as we come back out, I hear this spaceship float by me, and I look over, and it's a decent truck that's a Ford Maverick. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like a buffoon. I need to apologize to my brother because I'm actually kind of excited for him to get his truck. And this thing floats through the parking lot. And sure enough, (laughs) that's exactly right. It makes these weird like noises when you're driving it. You're like, I think this is okay. I think this is an okay noise. I just haven't ever heard a car do this. It's it's a different kind of experience, and now they they gamify it too. And they, my wife's car does this, but the Maverick has it too, where it's like there's this brake coach, and it'll tell you there's a little box that'll pop up. There's an EV coach screen, but there's a little box that pops up that tells you how much brake pressure to apply to get maximum uh, energy recapture from your deceleration. Really? And so when you come to a stop, it'll give you a score. And, you know, you got to get top score. Well, now so you, you want to every single time. That's <laughs> genius. Yeah. And it tells you. So then when you do that, when you slow down, it'll tell you your score. And then there's uh, boxes that pop up. So when you're in hybrid mode, it's a it's a white box and it'll just show up. You're in hybrid mode. But if you're in electric only mode, there's a little blue box that pops up and it shows based off of your pedal pressure, how much of that blue box you fill up. And so you, you want to get it as full as possible without getting into hybrid mode, of course, because then now you're doing your, you know, your miles per gallon effectively is lower. So you want to mm-hmm. be in EV mode as long as you can. So that's been a fun game to play, too, to 
probably there are some people who don't even care about that or want to make it a game, but now they've made it a game. And so like, I'm just like totally game of like, I gotta, I gotta get Eevee as long as I can. Oh my gosh. So cool. And uh, so anyway, it's, it, they made it fun. It, it's roomier than you think when you're on the inside, like the, the ceiling height, uh, you know, you'll notice when you are able to get in it, how much space there is on the inside. And it seems like it'll just kind of do everything that you want it to do. Now, again, this is only what, two weeks of ownership. So I don't quite, I haven't put it through much of anything yet, but honestly, so far uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's a comfortable little truck. Yeah, I'll be very excited when you get a 12-inch lift with some 44-inch mutters on it. That'll be pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Then I'm back to 14 and 0.8 miles to the gallon. It's your time all over again. (laughs) Sounded like a spaceship with wolf, wolf, wolf tires. (laughs) On the serious side, because I am, it's a hybrid vehicle. Is it plug-in hybrid or is it hybrid based on it runs the engine and then it regenerates the batteries based on your usage that's right all the all the power is made on site in the car itself so there's no you don't have to plug it in which you know i'm so so on plugins because plugins will work as normal hybrids but they also have this dependency of they're only so good when you can plug them in and leave them plugged in for 12 hours to be Mm -hmm. able to give you 30 miles of range but this one is like all of the power that you generate is generated from just normal driving that's good to know because my follow-up question if it was plug-in was does it just like normal wall is it 20 amp or how does that work but you know neither here nor there because it's a a a direct hybrid there so exactly i am very happy that the truck arrived and i believe it was within the window that we discussed earlier. However, it's more on the front end than it was the latter end. We said, I believe, before the end of September, and you've already yeah. had it a week, and we're recording this a week before September ends. Yeah. I mean, truly was was very impressive from the delivery time frame. And again, kudos to the dealer for... They did not have to, they ended up bumping me up in the priority order. At one point I was, I was calling up there, but I was calling up there nicely. You know, I had seen stuff that popped up on forums and they were like, oh, make sure you verify your order, do the COVP process. And I would call up to the dealer and like, Hey, I just want to make sure everything's good to go. I saw you needed this COVP and they're like, oh yeah, let's check on that for you. And then one time on the phone, he's like, you know what? Let me just bump you up in the priority list right now. And I'm going to put you top of the list. I, I really, I didn't ask for that to happen. And so they, they were very kind to do that. They were excellent to work with throughout this whole process. And so really I was genuinely impressed by the, the way that they handled the order. They probably didn't know how big of a fans of the podcast that we do that they are. <laughs> Even though we hadn't done it at the time. <laughs> and they will be now. <laughs> It did not pay that... me to, to say this. <laughs> <laughs> Although they could. They could. I could say more nice things. You're closing up shop with two dipsticks garage. Feel free to open up another one to see what them chance brothers are getting into next. Ah.